Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hi, Chef Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on CBS, and I am here with a best-selling author, international speaker, outstanding guy. His name is Ben Newman, and he is regarded as a performance coach. He coaches not just clients in the business world, but he also coaches athletes at all levels, uh, all the way from high school, college, and even in the pros. He recently uh, personally worked with Jonas Gregg of the New England Patriots, who, as you may remember, won the Super Bowl. And this guy, Jonas, is a stud on the field. We'll hear more about that. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you so much for having me, Shep. Great to be with you and each and every one of your listeners. Well, it's great. So, hey, let's start off. I know as we were talking before the show began, you made a comment, right place, right time. This is how we met. Uh, what was it, just a couple of years ago? It is. It was a couple of years ago. And, you know, right place, right time is so important for all of us. And I've always wanted to be open to new relationships, open to introductions, ways that I can improve. And had an old friend, Tom Dankenbring, who said, you got to meet this guy, Shep Hyken. And meeting you not only opened doors in the business world with publishers and opportunities, but it's really opened my eyes and my mind up to how I can improve every single day. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate the relationship, the introduction. <laughs> okay. Enough about done. me. Okay. <laughs> We're already here. You don't need to do this anymore. I appreciate that. Well, it is the right place, right time. And I think that concept applies to not just you and me, but really anything. So Think about other times in your life, right place, right time. I mean, you were ready to do something and you took advantage of it and you moved forward. And I think so many times people miss the opportunity to do so. Uh, they don't see it. Uh, I go to a coaching program up in Chicago, Dan Sullivan, the strategic coach, and he calls this the strategic byproduct. And as you're in life and you're doing whatever you're doing, if you miss these opportunities, these byproducts and, take, and, and don't take advantage of them, you're missing a lot of opportunity in life. Yeah, it's, it's those defining moments where you make the conscious choice to move forward with faith based upon your belief in what's possible for you rather than being fearful. And we've all been there, right? I mean, I've been knocked down enough times in my life. That's why I have the opportunity to be with all of you. It's the times I've been knocked down and had great mentors and coaches, not all the things that you say in a bio about me. So I think it's remaining faithful and believing even in those times where you feel like you're working so hard, you're doing what it takes, but you're just not going anywhere. So, so tell me about a time you've been knocked down. So there have been uh, so many you probably wouldn't even, uh, wouldn't even want to hear all of them, but I'll tell you a story about the greatest leader that I ever met in my life, and that leader is my mother. And I learned the hard lessons of life very, very early on. My mother was battling a rare muscle disease called amyloidosis. Each and every one of you in your muscles, you have amyloids. If you have an excess of amyloids, you'd have a disease called amyloidosis. At the time of my mother's diagnosis, she was told that there were two women under 40 years old that the doctor had ever seen or heard of having amyloidosis. My mother was given two to four years to live. A single mom fighting to make ends meet, now told she had two to four years to live. And how old were you? This was when I was five years old when she was diagnosed. Five years old. So you really didn't even know what was going on. No, it, uh, 
You know, when I look back on it, I knew what was going on because of the grandparents. My father was in the picture. They were divorced, but still was with my dad. And so I learned the importance of team. And I had those people to help me understand what was going on with mom. And when you grow up fast, when you have 24-hour nursing care in your house, I don't care how young you are, you clearly understand what's going on. Right. And brothers and sisters, do you have any yeah, I have siblings? Yeah, uh, have one older brother uh, through my mother. And uh, my brother's two and a half years older. And we watched our mother battle, but we also learned from our mom how to respond to adversity and challenge. She had a journal where she would write, beat the statistics, beat the odds, live with a disease that is chronic and fatal. Believe in yourself, combat anything, purpose She, she in wrote life. these things down in her journal. In a journal. I've yeah. written a book about it called Fight the Good Fight. So it's, you know, how could I not fight in my life when I hear a no in business or somebody doesn't want to hire me to speak? when I saw how my mother fought to get to the dinner table every night. Right, and, and uh, obviously she passed away, which I'm very sorry to hear that. I, I mean, it's, it's been years, I know, but how long did she go? I mean, she, she was told two years. Yeah, she went, uh, she passed away 11 days before my eighth birthday. So it was about a little over three years that she wow. struggled with the disease. Had to be a tough time. It was very, very tough. But, you know, I learned from my mom the greatest life lesson I've ever learned. It's not how long you live, it's how you choose to live your life. Right. And some of the choices my mother made while battling the disease stick with me today, and it's a guide for me as to how I can lead my children and my family and those that I, I lead in the business world. And you have that journal that she wrote. It's the only thing that I personally have in our safe, my passport, my mother's journal. My wife has a bunch of stuff, but <laughs> all I have is the journal and the passport. Wow. So... Uh, amazing. And at eight years old, you're getting motivational life lessons from your mother. You know, I joke that everything I learned about my expertise, which is customer service, which by the way, com you know, compared to what you went through, I feel bad talking about this, but my parents taught me great life lessons in business, which is where I'm at today. You're a motivational guy. You're, you're somebody that coaches people to, you know, take themselves and put forth the best effort they can. Uh, if things may look bleak, you get them to turn it around with their mindset. And you started this at a very, very young age. I mean, literally five years old is when you were learning about, uh, little did you know you would become this coach and this speaker, but this is where you were learning your trade. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. People ask me those questions all the time, and there's no doubt about it. I was, you know, I may not have been taking it all in then and comprehending it all, but there is no doubt about it. There were lessons that I learned from watching my mother. One of the things people always say, they say, man, you talk with your hands, you've got this energy. I remember watching my mother talk to neighbors with her hands and with this great energy. She was a teacher, she was vibrant. So I learned a lot from my mom, and then when my grandma gave me that journal, it helped me realize, holy cow, I've been living this positive life, responding to challenges, getting knocked down throughout life. And it was really because I saw my mom do the same thing. Okay, so the ultimate knockdown when you were a kid was when your mom passed away. There's no doubt about Tell it. Tell me about, so these lessons that you learned from your mom later on in life, 10, 12, 14 years old, were you knocked down then and, and how did you get up? Well, I think one of the things, you know, consistently you're always knocked down in life, right? But it's how you respond. And I'm one of those emotional guys, so I tend to get emotional and then respond. I mean, I'll cry when I watch Extreme Home Makeovers. But, you know, for me... <laughs> Extreme so, Home Makeovers <laughs> makes you cry. So, you cried at Old Yeller, too, didn't you? I cry at just about anything. 
But I'll tell you, it's always for me, I have the emotional response, but then I've really been blessed to have those mentors and to have those coaches. So there, there were things I went through with my father. You know, it was that mentality where it was the push, push, push as an athlete. You can do more, you can do more, and you don't always want to go through that, but you recognize now I think it's helped me in business. And it's helped me in those times when I was in basketball practice, maybe trying to make the team as a sophomore, where it came out in my work ethic. You know, we would finish a practice and I'd go to the weight room. You know, I was always interested in doing that extra little inch that I knew would make the difference. But, but you really haven't been knocked down at this point. You're just putting forth that extra effort. That's the lesson. But I want to hear about a time that you were actually knocked down. I mean, when your mom dies, you're knocked down, okay? Yes. Uh, were you ever devastated? Uh, it could have been uh, something, and when you're a kid, things happen that seem devastating, like you didn't make that basketball team. You know, Michael let me, let Jordan's let, story let, about listener, how let, he didn't make the team. Listeners, yeah. let me tell you, this is what makes Shep so special, is because he brings out the best in others. And this is something, in probably hundreds of interviews that I've done, I have never talked about it. And I'm doing this for Shep because I care about him, and I'm glad that he's taken me to this spot. But you know, it was tough when my mother passed away. And, you know, here's this dad who has to come back into the picture. And he has to come into this home that he once lived in. And it took years upon years upon years of some of the things my dad struggled with, which came out in the form of interesting emotions mm -hmm. that I had to be the, the, the punching bag for. Um, not physically ever, which was fantastic, but, you know, there were so many things that happened to me emotionally. And a lot of times I never talk about these things because, quite frankly, I don't think people would believe my real story. But I was knocked down weekly, sometimes daily, by the things that, that my father would do, some of the things my father would say. But, you know, I think it was my mother's influence. And I think it was twofold. I don't necessarily think my dad was wanting to hurt me emotionally. Sometimes it was very tough because we all have struggles and challenges. But I also think my dad was trying to bring out the best in me. Wow. But uh, I was knocked down quite frequently, not physically, but knocked down emotionally. Little many, tough many times. loves. Is that Little what? tough love. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us an example? Um, you know, I, I think the examples came out when it came to school. The examples came out to reading. Uh, very, very ag aggressive behavior on his part. Um, you know, growing up as a kid, some some of the stuff is pretty deep and pretty personal. Um, but I think here I, I'll share a, a story with you. And you know, I, I look back on it. It's probably what's helped me understand to give that extra push. And right, wrong, or indifferent, it did happen. But it was one of the best basketball games I had in high school. And I played with three D1 guys, so the nights where they actually needed me was actually really exciting. And I was one or two rebounds short of a triple-double, so clearly one of my best So explain what the triple-double is for those that don't know basketball. So the triple-double would be in three different categories, points, rebounds, assists, you would have had 10 or more. So that particular night, I believe it was 16 points, 12 rebounds, 8 or 9 assists, so right there. And, you know, the type of night that, that, that an all-star would have. And I remember my dad was waiting for me in the parking lot to ask me why I didn't have more rebounds. Wow. And uh, it was a tough thing. You know, the, the place had totally cleared out. I had my own car. So when I walked out of the doors, I'm wondering, <laughs> what's my dad doing out there? So, you know, it was one of those things where it was tough love, but I think it always came with a very strong message of wanting me to be my best. Wow. And that's a great story. And it's a great uh it's a lesson that we can all take from. So mom got 
great lessons. She gave you great lessons, and they're they're with you today. And that motivation that she gave you got through through some pretty tough times, even with your father. So I can only imagine what it was like when you broke up with a girl in high school. Well, I was engaged for 13 <laughs> hours once. Oh my so. gosh! <laughs> and, and whose choice was it to end that engagement? <laughs> See, this is the stuff she really wants to hear. Yeah, you know, it was, a, it was a college sweetheart, and you know, went to Michigan State University. Very popular for Chicago kids to go to Michigan State. So I'm a St. Louis kid. I followed her back to her hometown of Chicago. Things were going great. And I was selling paper at the time and, you know, was successful in sales. And the next logical step was let's get engaged. She wanted to get engaged. She told me the ring that she wanted. I get the ring. I propose at, in the evening after a dinner and literally 13 hours later the next morning she says she don't want to be engaged anymore now did she at least give you back the ring I did get the ring good, back good. I did get the ring back and, and always here's another lesson always have a good family jeweler because they actually took the ring back and gave me full credit <laughs> but you know I look back on that and I say to myself you know what it's one of the best no's I've ever heard in my life because if I didn't hear that no from her I don't know what my story would be right now. And I think all the challenge and all the adversity that we face, we're all dealt a different deck of cards, but we've all been through challenge, we've all been through adversity, and it's how we choose to respond. I now have my wife, I've got my two beautiful kids, I've got my buddy Shep in my life, I'm able to write books, travel the world speaking, mentoring people, and part of it was that no that I heard from her. Outstanding story. We are with Ben Newman. This is Amazing Business Radio. My name is Shep Hyken, and we will be right back, so don't go away. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Hi, Shep Hyken here. We are back on Amazing Business Radio on CBS. I'm with Ben Newman, and we have been talking about his life experience that he had with his mother and we talked about his book fighting the good fight is that right yep. fight the good fight and i now have another book in my hand own your success which is a business fable uh, that came out in, just about two years ago or yep. so yep and uh our friends over at wiley uh and sons uh one of the largest publishers in the world published this book tell us about own your success well, first off, because Shep doesn't like people talking about him, and he cut me off earlier, I wouldn't have had the relationship with Wiley if it wasn't for showing up to that oh, breakfast. Now, come so, on now. So remember, you know, be open to those new relationships because the friendship with Shep did lead to the introduction to Wiley. And, and you know, Wiley is a tremendous publisher and, and provided me with the opportunity for that first real published, you know, major book. Because Fight the Good Fight was a self-published book. And I, I think for all of us, if you have a book in you, I think make sure you put that book down on paper and know that when you continue to put out those positive messages, great things can happen. And it led to be, being able to share this story about a guy who was really at the top of his business but bottom of his existence. You know, I think for all of us, Shep, we, we get off track sometimes. And this story is really about a guy who got off track with what he really wanted for his life. All right. And the guy's name and the character in the book is Pierce Edwards. Pierce Edwards. Pierce correct. Edwards. And what did Pierce do? So Pierce uh, owned a company called Blackbird Technologies and was so immersed in his business that didn't always recognize all of the amazing things he had within the doors of his home. So his wife and his best friend confront him to basically say, you need to go on a little journey to go find what the real purpose, the real why is, what you're really fighting for in your life. And he goes on this journey, meets four distinct characters 
all based off of actual individuals who have made an impact on my life. So Pierce is total fiction, total but fiction. the characters that he meets are real. The names, I was able to uh, make up names. The and, names and have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> to protect the innocent. But, uh, yeah, so the names have been changed, but the characters are real characters with real lessons that I have learned from them, which really made it a lot of fun. But the feedback we've received from readers is that they really enjoy it because they are able to go on this journey with Pierce and connect to the lessons, and then they're able to apply those lessons into their lives to fight for what's important. So to them. basically his wife does an intervention and says, you go, <laughs> you go learn, go find your Yoda, go find, get some help somewhere and come back and let's see if we work this whole life thing out. Exactly. It, okay. That's and right. so give me give me a quick rundown on the on the four characters that he runs into. Yeah, so John Davis, he uh, learns all about attaining belief in yourself. So no matter what level of success you have achieved, you know, you can always go to that next level. There's actually a, a great book uh, by Carol Dweck called Mindset. talks about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And that's really what he learns from John Davis. It's about that growth mindset. How can we continually improve rather than being content with where we are? Then he goes on to meet a Navy SEAL who's based off of a dear friend of mine who happens to be a SEAL to really learn the, the lessons of acting with courage and integrity. And who better than our troops, right, Shep? Right, I mean, right. Courage and, and integrity. Navy SEALs are hot right now. Yeah. Okay, they, they're in the news, they're in the movies, and uh, there have been some great stories. Yeah, in, incredible stories. The real faces of freedom for us to provide us our opportunities in business. And then he goes on to learn from a – now this I, I, I was able to elevate what my coaches have actually done here in Missouri, but fabulous coaches. But my two high school basketball coaches were part of creating Coach E in the book and learning the importance of focusing on the process rather than results. I don't know about all of you, but for me, I think my natural tendency is to paint that big goal up on the canvas of my imagination and to get fixated on the goal rather than the process. And I've learned from so many coaches and so many mentors that it's the process that leads to great success. And that's now what I do with professional athletes, business professionals, and in my own life is focusing on the process, which I learned from those two high school coaches. Right. I want to come back to the process in a moment sure. because I want to talk a little bit about that. But that's three characters. That's three. Who's the fourth? And then we'll come back to process. Last one is Dr. Rose Barnes, who is actually based off of my mother's actual doctor, Dr. Martha Skinner. So I shared a little bit about my mother's story in our first segment, losing my mom to a rare disease called amyloidosis. Dr. Skinner, I've met her. You know, she's still fighting to find the cure for the disease. She's actually found that chemotherapy allows people to live with amyloidosis, but she still fights. She's in her 80s, remarkable woman at the Boston Medical Center, and I, I really wanted to honor her because of her continued fight and example for all of us. Wow, pretty cool, pretty cool. So um, this process, uh, one of the things you mentioned, it's like not so much the goal, it's the process. And I think we all have goals. We all want to reach those goals. And then once in a while, we don't reach them. And, and we basically, we freak out. We are unhappy. We didn't hit our goal. It could be as simple as I want to lose 10 pounds in the next 10 weeks. And at the end of 10 weeks, I've only lost six. Look at me. I, I look so, you know, I look so bad right now. And, and the reality is, I think the process is most important because the process got us to the first six pounds. Is that where we're at here? Absolutely. And I think for all of us, whether it's business, whether it's losing weight, whether it's writing a book, going to run your first marathon, half marathon, whatever it might be when you challenge yourself, you probably can go back and identify a period of time in your life 
where you were in your ideal state of focus, where you were performing, you were focused on the activity, you were driving the daily behaviors. And we all have a choice to go back to those times. You know, I think it's easy when we get knocked down to get caught up in the negativity. But we also have the opportunity to release ourselves of the negativity and go back and identify when I was really successful over quarter three in 2014, what were the daily behaviors? And repeat those daily behaviors because those will drive success again. Great. So, so that's, that's the process. And, and it's finding out what works for you. And it's when you get in that spot that's not working, all of a sudden this routine kicks in. Uh, what I was referring to is you didn't lose those last four pounds, or perhaps your goal was to sell, you know, a million dollars worth of something, and you only sold seven hundred and fifty thousand. That gap between seven fifty and a million causes all this negative self-talk. Yep. The gap between the six pounds that you lost and the four that you wish you would have to hit your ten, it causes causes you to go back and do negative things. This is what I find a lot of people do. And maybe that's where your process can kick in. Yeah, one of our one of our friends, his name is Dr. Jason Selk. He always shares yep. with me, making yourself uncomfortable speeds up the process of mental toughness. And part of how that comes out in my life is setting really big goals. And a lot of times when you set really big goals, you accomplish more than you would have if you protected yourself with a really small goal. So what Shep's referring to is, bridging that gap when you fall short. I've fallen short enough times, but I always focus on what did I learn? How did I improve? What did those periods of time look like where I was driving success on my way to falling a little bit short? And then you have the choice to move forward rather than to trip on things that are behind you. Right, I love that. Great concept, great concept. All right, this is perfect timing. Time to take another short little break. We are with my good friend, Ben Newman, best-selling author, amazing motivational speaker, internationally known, been all over the world, works with NFL players, uh, Major League Baseball, PGA, NCAA, he has done it all, and we are going to be right back, so don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio on CBS. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken, back again. We are on Amazing Business Radio on CBS, and we are with Ben Newman. And what we're going to talk about now is a concept he has. And actually, it's, it's, it's kind of a book called Your Mental Toughness Playbook. Now, I love this concept because if you've been listening, you know Ben has been involved with the NFL, PGA, NCAA, all these different athletes. And he knows about mental toughness because when you're on the field or you're in the, the heat of competition and if you're a baseball player and you strike out, you got to go into the outfield now and catch a ball or you've got to come back to bat, you know, one or two innings later, you've got to get your head in, in the right place. So, uh, Ben, tell us about what your mental toughness playbook is all about. So the playbook, and I'm so glad that you, you brought up the playbook because so many individuals, whether it be in sports or business, have enjoyed going through the six proven mental training tools within the playbook. And it's really designed to give you a game plan for your life, you know, to really help you connect on a deeper level to where you want to go. You know, I think it's so easy to just go work, but I think it's also understanding that you really understand where you're going, what you want to work towards, and then the why behind it. Because oftentimes, that's what actually gets you up off that mat of life. It's the purpose or the why behind the action steps that you're willing to so take. So this isn't about sports. This is about life. This is, could be in any area. It could be personal life, a business life, professional life. 
or if you happen to be an athlete, it's perfect for that as well. So this will actually this will actually blow people away, and people are always surprised by this. So the six mental training tools are actually the tools that I've been using to coach business professionals since 2008. And when I started working with professional athletes three years ago, it was the exact same principles that we turned to to build a platform for their success. And it was a particular undrafted free agent that went out to Washington Redskins camp. The exact same training tools I'd used in business is exactly what he had put down on paper for his game plan, his daily activities, his purpose, his why. He ended up making the Washington Redskins and this past season actually started five games and three of those games there was actually a stint where he led the NFL in tackles. So it's been pretty amazing to see business professionals go to the peak of their business, literally driving revenue by millions upon millions of dollars, all the way to the improbable undrafted guy going to play in the NFL and then having a three-game stint where he leads the NFL in tackles. And it's pretty interesting that those principles apply for both. Really or do, both you, do you work on commission or do you get paid a fee? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've actually we've had several undrafted free agents. And, you know, you mentioned Jonas earlier. Jonas was an undrafted free agent, three years of being on the practice squad. I started working with him in training camp. He's become like family to me. And this is Jonas Gray. Jonas Gray for the New England Patriots. And he started out this season on the practice squad. We met in training camp, bonded like you wouldn't believe. Just an unbelievable work ethic. He's got a great family story, a mom who was a cop who's got muscular sclerosis, single mom. I mean, we bonded, and he connected to the daily habits it would take for him to be successful. He wound up on the front cover of Sports Illustrated, and then he found himself holding the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. So, you know, those are sports stories, but I think for you in your life, you may find with these six mental training tools, it'll help you hold that proverbial championship trophy, that proverbial Lombardi trophy in your life. Okay, so I've got to know, and everybody wants to know, what are the six? Can you just run through them quickly? Yeah, so it's uh, very quickly attaining belief in yourself, the power to reframe, your I am statements, your prize fighter day morning, your legacy statement, and your environment for greatness. And I'll even share this with everybody. I don't even want to sell you any books today. We're going to give, because I love Shep, we're going to give you a link to get the book for free. Anybody who wants the book, you can go to freeplaybook.net, and you can actually get the Mental Toughness Playbook really? for free. So now my mentor, he's looking at me like, are you kidding me? You're, like, giving that away for free right I'm now? I'm loving this. And I'm the answer is yet, because I love Shep, I'm doing that for all the listeners. But right, you can't. Tell us again it's the website. A, it's a freeplaybook.net freeplaybook.net. Don't forget it. email address, and it'll literally email it to you instantly. Got it. Perfect. Well, I know I've, I've taken a look at it, but so you mentioned these six uh, tools, if you will. What's your favorite? So I think my favorite is probably your prize fighter day, because what that particular mental training tool does, it helps you connect to the daily behaviors that are going to drive success in your life, behaviors you choose. I'm not one of those coaches who says, you need to do this and you need to do that. You already know what you need to do. It's the power to choose what you want to do personally, professionally, and in your service to others every day. So how did this work for Jonas Gregg? So Jonas was able to break down 
personally the things that were important, right? So I don't want to get too in detail with exactly what he did because that, that's private in our coaching. But I'll share with you what's typical, let's say, for an NFL athlete. I'll, I'll leave it there. A lot of times NFL athletes personally, very easy to get disconnected. So just when you stay connected to friends, it could be a phone call every day, a text message every day. Because of what they're doing, their friends anticipate that they're not going to be around anymore. And it's actually a feel-good for both parties. The friends know, oh my gosh, this player still loves me after all these years. And guess what? The player actually gets a lot out of it because they need that connection because it's part of what enabled them to be where they are today. And business-wise, for somebody in the NFL, we focus on the amount of time they spend studying their playbook, the nutrition they put into their body, how hard they choose to work out in the weight room, and the max effort that they put into their workouts on the field. And if you pay attention to everything I mentioned, it's all 100% choice. Right. And you know what else that applies 100% in my life and yours? I mean, I'm not a professional athlete, uh, although I play one on TV. <laughs> not really. But no, I get up in the morning. I work out because I know that when I work out, I feel better. When I work out, I perform better. And if I don't work out, Obviously, the opposite happens, but I also start to feel like I'm gaining a little weight. I can't enjoy the food that I like to enjoy as much because some people eat because they have to in order to survive. What is it? Some people eat to live. Others live to eat. I think I'm in the category that I live to eat good food. And so, uh, but I know that workout's important. I come to the office uh, on a weekly basis. I look at my goals for the week. At the end of the day, I take a look at, and, and by the way, this is a great idea. Uh, and I, I remember, I can't remember who, in, oh, probably Dan Sullivan inspired me to do this. But one day, my taxi cab driver in Orlando, Florida, said, hey, do you ever use uh, one of these pocket calendars? And he took out a little pocket calendar, you know, like an appointment book. And I said, no, I don't. But you know, I'd like to have that. It was right at the very beginning of the year. And he gave it to me. He says, really? I said, I am going to use this not as a planner, but as a reflector. Mm. And at the end of every day, I wrote down one good thing and one, it, both in business and one good thing in my personal life my business and personal life, one good thing from each of those areas, and I did it for a solid year. It is amazing what a person can achieve if they take notice that they're actually doing it. Number two, every quarter I write down my quarterly goals, which is what I'm gonna do for the next quarter as well as what I'm gonna do for the next week on a weekly basis. And I agree with everything you're saying. If you go through this process and this routine, things will start to happen. Uh, the, the goals that you set for yourself, you'll get closer to if not actually attain them. And you've gotta have this mental toughness attitude because sometimes it, it, this is a chore to do, but you gotta make the time to do it, you gotta make the effort to do it. Whether it's working out, uh, doing a routine and at work, maybe it's a certain number of calls you have to make if you're a salesperson, you know what it's gonna to take to make yourself successful. And you know, success is not easy and you know, Shep can mention times, I can mention times. It's those days where you are putting in the work, you are hammering that telephone dial after dial, and you feel like you're not going anywhere, but it's when you choose to actually push through those days and repeat the behaviors again and again and again, knowing full well that that mental toughness, that extra inch, that commitment to the work is actually going to drive the results. Right. I call that smiling and dialing yeah. So uh, when, you, when you make those calls. All right, so uh, we know a little bit now about the mental toughness playbook or actually your mental toughness playbook. Give us the website one more time. So it's freeplaybook.net. Freeplaybook.net. Now, you have these boot camps that tie all of this together. And you just told me you're getting ready to start one up. 
Is that right? That's correct. Great. Tell us about it. So boot camp is something we started back in 2009, which really gives individuals the opportunity, similar to Pierce Edwards and Own Your Success, to go and take time away from life to really uncover what you really want and where do you want to go. So all of the principles from the mental toughness training um, playbook are taught there. Uh, at boot camp, we've done them in St. Louis, Las Vegas. We have an incredible one in October down in St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands. And what are those dates? I may have to see if I'm available for that. October 11th through the 14th. So if you enjoy great speakers, great content, hanging out on yachts, doing island hopping, that might be the experience for you. It's but that's be not what incredible. boot camp is all about. <laughs> I'm going to go tell my wife, hey, I'm going to boot camp. Oh, gosh. Why are you taking your swimsuit to boot camp? So the uh, you know it's so funny that you bring that up, Shep, because my, my friends who are veterans who do speak at the boot camps, they always tease me. They're like, man, this isn't boot camp. So it, it, it's more of that mental toughness, that mental side boot camp. What do you really want to do? So we do put some incredible speakers. We have Aeneas Williams, who's a NFL Hall of Famer, who speaks at all of the boot camps. We have Terry Grieg, who's a cancer-surviving Ironman triathlete. We have uh, another friend for, uh, based off of one of the characters in Own Your Success, Bob Gassoff, a Navy SEAL. I mean, it's just incredible, yep. incredible the individuals that you have the opportunity to meet to really help guide you exactly where you want to go to be more intentional. What Shep just mentioned about the daily goals, the quarterly goals, the int it's intentional behaviors that drive success. And I've seen that from the most successful people I know. That's cool. So tell me, I'm, I'm still fixated on boot camp here. Give me the rundown. I, I'm hearing speakers. Am I, I mean, how many people are there? Am I interacting with these other people? Uh, I mean, yeah, am I sharing? What am I doing? Yeah, it's and, no, and, no more than 15 people. Everything's very intentional. Workbooks kind of going through that playbook. There's content that's, that's actually run by me, facilitated by me. So there's several hours of working through those playbook ideas. Uh, then we have the Navy SEAL who speaks. Very high-end experience, so we do have limos that pick everybody up. We rent out a fancy French restaurant. That's where Aeneas Williams speaks. We go and have an opportunity to really just work on our relationships, right? Just camaraderie, working on hearing people's stories at uh, the Ritz-Carlton uh, for an evening, just to really get to know each other. And then we do intentionally to see how tough everybody is. We get them to bed eh, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, wake up. You get picked up at 5.40 in the morning to go boxing. So 5.40 in the morning. 5.40 in the to morning. To go boxing. Which, which is actually late for me. I typically get up well before that. And we go boxing. And Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody gets to break a sweat, right? So it's everybody's vulnerable. You're vulnerable in the boardrooms when we're talking about what you've been through in your life, your journeys. We're vulnerable when we have the opportunity to work out together. It's just getting that to that but uncomfortable When you state. say boxing, you're not really actually putting people against each other in boxing. They're not actually physically hitting each other. You're hitting the mitts. You're working with professional boxing trainers just to learn something new, to get uncomfortable, to see how tough you are and to see what you're made of, to really challenge yourself. And then we have Terry Grieg speak. We always have another business professional speak, more content that I lead, and then everybody leaves at 430. I mean, it is a power packed two days. Wow. So that sounds great. And where do I learn more about that? Uh, everybody can go to bennewman.net. So it's our website, bennewman.net. So something else that you do on a weekly basis that I think fires everybody up. And I know that's your, that must be your tagline. I'm fired up because you are always fired <laughs> up. Every Monday I get delivered to my inbox 
a uh, I'm fired up video. Yep. Yeah, and actually I watched it this morning and it was you talking to uh, the college kids at North Dakota State. That's correct. So that was uh, that was awesome. What a neat experience. I mean, you talk about championships and a culture of greatness. I mean, North Dakota State football, they've won the last four FCS national championships in football. 12 total in the history of the program. So just being there with that team was awesome. And Shep is correct. I did give him the I am fired up. I am fired up <laughs> speech. Yeah. I, and you do that. It's like you're in our face. But here's what – this is what – and I'm going to put you on the spot here. At the end of that video, you did something that I've never – I've known you a while. I didn't know you did impressions. Yep. You did an Al Pacino <laughs> impression of the uh, – what's the name of the Any movie? Any Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday, which is a football movie about Al Pacino was this coach. He was tough. A little short guy. He, I guess he always wanted to play in the NFL. Is that what it was? I think so. So he decided to be a coach. Uh, and you gave them the one-inch speech. Yep. Uh, go ahead. I want to hear it. So, and I want, by the way, you have to do it in the Al Pacino voice. I know, so I, I will do it. Once again, Shep's bringing out, bringing out everything out of me today, and I'm doing it for Shep. So it, it really was an incredible speech. I always love the speech. So I've worked over the years, and I'm with sports teams to, re, to really drive this. But imagine you're getting ready to go to your championship game, whatever that looks like. You're going into a boardroom ready to close the big deal. Can you imagine Al Pacino being in your face with this talk right here? He says, gentlemen. Football is like the game of life. It's about winning and it's about losing. It's about living and it's about dying. Sometimes you win an inch and sometimes you lose an inch. But it all comes down to inches. And in all great prize fights, it's the fighter who's willing to die for that inch that'll win. Now what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Wow. That was not Al Pacino. That was Ben <laughs> Newman, ladies and gentlemen. And we are on Amazing Business Radio on CBS. My name's Shep Hyken, and we are going to be right back, so don't go away. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here, Amazing Business Radio on CBS. I'm with Ben Newman, and we just heard the Al Pacino impersonation. And <laughs> it's an inspiring movie, and that's a very inspiring speech, and you managed to work that out rather well. I also have in my book right now, I have Leave Your Legacy by Ben Newman. This is his latest book. When does this come out, or when did it come uh, out? March 3rd. So it actually just came out. This just is out. perfect timing. This is a great book about the importance of leaving your legacy. Now, it's not a, a legacy. It's not a lot of – you wouldn't. it's different than what people think. Correct. Correct. So tell us a little bit about the book. So I believe that individuals have the opportunity to start leaving their legacy now. You know, I think so many individuals you're taught, you've read, you've learned, that oh, legacy will be something that just happens after I'm gone. But when I really think back to all of the lessons that I learned from my mom, even though I was a young boy while she was living, that's what legacy is all about. Legacy is about what we take from generations that came before us. They then pass those lessons, those opportunities on to you, and then we hold that opportunity every day as we write our story to one day pass it on to another generation. Wow. So and you say live it today, create it today. Yep. It's not something like, oh, let's look back on his or her life and figure out what we can glean, what good we can, you know, you're talking about making it happen, making a difference right 
now. And, and, and that's not easy. And so what we did to actually paint the picture of the fact that it's not easy is Pierce Edwards comes back. Pierce is back. Pierce is back. Pierce is back. So Pierce, Is he getting residual <laughs> income now? <laughs> he is. He is. Pierce comes back, and Leave Your Legacy is written in such a way you did not have to read or you do not have to read Own Your Success. I didn't want it to have to be, you know, a, a one after another after another, like a trilogy-type series. So, But Pierce does come back, and this is him taking the lessons that he learned and what that process looks like for change for him as he adapts that change in his life. So attaining belief in yourself, acting, everything he learned. And it's tough. Change is not easy. I mean, Harvard Business Review in July of 2008 said all individuals that go through change will experience turmoil even when the change is positive. Not two out of ten, not four out of ten, not eight out of ten. All individuals. Everyone. So change, change is not easy. But back to what Dr. Selk shared with us, making yourself uncomfortable speeds up the process of mental toughness, and I believe that drives success. I think making yourself uncomfortable just speeds up. Uh, I mean, it, you learn to cope. Uh, you learn to, it's not just fighting through something, it's getting something done. And if all you did, you know, I, somebody once told me, and I can't remember who it was, and I don't know if I'm even going to say this right, but the difference between those people that are successful and those that aren't are, that, that are people that do, they do, and those simply don't. And it's like, are you willing to push forward? You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I own my own company. You're an entrepreneur. Uh, the people that run companies, typically, uh, if they start their own business, they're willing to take the risk of not taking a steady paycheck. And we put ourselves many times in a very uncomfortable situation. I mean, Ben, you're a speaker. Let's look at your calendar for the next year. You know, how do you feel about that calendar? He's shaking his head no. You can't see. He's shaking his head no. I shake my head no as well. Why are you shaking your head no? Well, I, well you know, you look at two things. You look at, holy cow, like I've got a very busy, packed year. I'm going to speak all of these times. But then what I also pay attention to is the area of opportunity. What can our team do better? What is the impact we can have? And, you know, it's almost like it's never enough. When you're driven by that purpose that's big enough, it's never enough. So I look at it going, holy cow, it's going to be a wild ride. But then I look at it saying, holy cow, so many areas to improve and to grow and to have impact on others. So I look, and, and maybe your business is different than mine, but I look at like I'm my next two or three months and I'm going, wow, am I busy, just like you're talking about. But then I look at the three months after that and I went, I look at that and I go, "Wow, not so busy." <laughs> See, and, you know, this you is, can look at you can look at that from a, a, at the year out, at the end of the year, go like, "What do I have in you know the following year?" The same thing. We could be focused on the problem instead of looking at what's right in front of us and figure out how to exploit those opportunities. But there's something else that you said, and that is, you can sit here and keep doing the same thing, but you're. I wouldn't say you're so much reinventing yourself, but you're building and building and building on what's working. Yeah, and so if everybody could see what just happened. So my legs were crossed, I was relaxed, and then as soon as Shep just said that, I literally uncrossed my legs. I'm ready to dive in. It's like here's my coaching hat coming on because I think there's such an awesome moment with what Shep just said. And I know what's going to happen with Shep. He could look out. He could say three months, four months. But here's what I'll tell you about Shep. Shep is going to go on a daily basis because he's very intentional. He's going to make the phone calls every day. He's going to send the emails every single day. He's going to do the things that have made his next two to three months very busy, and he's going to do those same things every single day. And that's why if we did this interview three months from now, he would say, hey, my next three months, really, really busy. They're rocking. the next three months after that. <laughs> exactly. So it's always going to be the same story. But Shep remains 
so intentional with the daily work. And that's one of the things that when I have mentors like Shep, the John Gordons in my life, the individuals who are helping pave that way for where I want to go to give my best to others, I go, wow, they work so hard, I have to work hard too. And you know, it's not just uh, the process. I think there's some optimistic outlook. I'm a fairly optimistic person uh, by nature. But I will tell you, in the early part of my career, I read a book that said, in this business that we're in, and by the way, this could apply to any business, you're starting up, you're, you're wearing all hats, you're working hard, you're marketing, you're selling, you're doing whatever it takes to get business, and then you start to get successful. And what's the first thing you typically stop doing? The stuff that was hard to do. The marketing and the selling and all of that, you, you know, the goal is, if you're smart, you continue to do that even as you grow and get more successful. Otherwise, you have these peaks and valleys, these ebb and flows. Well, I've learned, you know, maybe it's not three months, maybe it's six months out that I'm busy, but I know that after that, if I'm not continuing to market and sell, it's, even though my reputation works for me and it works, you know, it, it keeps business coming in, it doesn't totally fill the pipeline. I still have to do all the extra things. Hey, I think I'm pretty good, but I know this. There are some guys like yourself, maybe good looking guy like you. <laughs> no, but seriously, there are people out there that they're just so darn good at what, what they do and they work at that craft. And that may be what makes them so good is they work so hard at what they do that their phone keeps ringing. Okay. I work hard at what I do and I'm pretty good at what I do, but if I don't keep working hard at making the phone ring, just my good looks alone isn't going to make it happen. You know, just even my ability alone. I've got to constantly be out there. And so this is it. Those that do keep doing and those that don't, they just they don't have the effort. Maybe they're too complacent. Maybe they like the easy way out uh, because it's safer. I think, you know, make yourself uncomfortable. Yeah, the, the most successful people form the habits of doing things failures don't like to do. That's a perfect, say that again. That's the most, tweetable. The most successful people form the habits of doing things that failures don't like to do. I love that. That is, that, that's a tweetable moment just now. <laughs> <laughs> tweet away, tweet away. But no, that defines it actually who, uh, who I am. And I think it defines who a lot of successful people it's are. What, when we first met, it's one of the things that I picked up on about you that I was just like, wow, this guy just gets after it and he works so hard and he's committed was what you told me you do every day, making sure you're making the phone calls, right. you're doing the emails. It's the connection to the outbound activity that it takes. And here I am going, this guy's a Hall of Famer, professional speaker, and he's still doing that every single day. But that's what we need. We need those examples in our lives of being able to say, okay, here are these individuals who became successful and what are they doing? They're still outworking everybody. And those are the professional athletes who have been around for 20 years. How do they do it? They just keep working. Right. And, you know, and back to your book, this latest book, Leave Your Legacy, you bring back Coach E, Coach Edwards, right? And one of the things he insists on, I believe, you call it the daily activities, but that's the process. And if you focus on the daily activities, that process, the results do eventually take place. Yeah, there, there's, there's no doubt about it. It's so important to just stay focused on the process. Each and every one of you, you could go back, whether it lasted one day, three days, two weeks, three months, that ideal state of focus. What did those behaviors look like when you were driving success? And then ask yourself the question, are you willing to repeat those behaviors over and over and over again?
And that's what it takes, the repetition, it takes the dedication, it takes the discipline, and that's what you teach. That's what, I mean, it really, it's what your life is about. You've got these different books, you know, own your success, your, you know, leave your legacy, but really at the end of the day, it's all about your mental toughness, and you've created that playbook, which you can get for free. And again, tell us the website. Who doesn't like free, right? I love free. <laughs> it's free freeplaybook.net freeplaybook.net if you want to learn more about Ben Newman go to bennewman.net and before we wrap up here can you give us one more nugget one more tip one more insight something that'll take us out of this show and that we can go out and and go forth and be successful yeah it's one of my favorite quotes that I share with athletes and business professionals your success it's not just about changing your habits it's about changing the way that you think it's a combination of both. I love it. I love it. We are with Ben Newman, awesome guy, best-selling author, international speaker, author of several books and your mental toughness playbook. You've got to get it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a pleasure to have Ben on the show. This is Amazing Business Radio on CBS. My name's Shep Hyken, and I'm reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.